0: Hello, and welcome to Life After Paralysis. I am Tiffany Carlson, your host, and today we will be joined by Kevin Orr, who is a quadriplegic from Mississippi. Thanks for for coming on and for uh, talking about your life and everything. I know it's been hard down there right now with corona, but before we talk about your PCA situation, which is why I wanted to have you on, um, I've known you for a while and I kind of know your injury story, but for those who don't, uh, why don't you fill us in? Most people in. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, before my injury, I was a police officer, and I worked night shift, and I worked a, I worked a night shift that night, and the next day, I got up and I decided I, w- I was going to buy a motorcycle, and I went with a few other guys that I worked with, and I had never been on a motorcycle. I had never driven a motorcycle, but my, I was going to buy one and then wait and take lessons. And a guy that was driving it back for me, we stopped at a parking lot to on on the way back to pick up his truck, which I was going to drive his truck back to uh, Oxford, Mm -hmm. uh, where I was a police officer at. We had bought the motorcycle in another city in Mississippi that was about an hour away. So we stopped at the midway point on the way back where we picked him up. And he asked me if I wanted to drive the motorcycle, which I'm watching this other guy, you know, that I just bought this motorcycle drive it. Well, sure, I've never driven one, but all I was going to do was drive around real slow in the parking lot. Well, I stalled the motorcycle out twice. And the third time to keep it from stalling out, I gave it more gas. And so Basically, that's all I remember. It took off on me and I was headed straight for a, a brick wall. that was around a a dumpster uh, business and I hit the brick wall head first and uh, I fractured C1, C3, C7, completely crushed uh, my C5 and completely severed my spinal cord. Oh my gosh. Broke broke both of my wrists. I almost ripped my right thumb off. I broke my femur in my left leg. (laughs) Uh, So I've got a titanium plate uh, and three screws on my neck. I've got a titanium rod in my left femur. And uh, I had uh, pins in both of my wrists. Uh, That kind of, that slowed up my recovery too, because my wrists were broken. And, you know, you have to do a lot of stuff like putting pressure through your hands to like, you know, when you're... You know, in therapy, when you when they always, like prop your hands back to keep you to sit up, like it took me a long time before I was even able to do that because my hands were having to heal.
0: Damn, that's great. Whenever I hear your injury story, I always forget how in- unbelievable it is and that you survived it. It's pretty much a miracle. It sounds like.
1: Yes, the mm-hmm. one of the guys that was with me rode in the ambulance uh, to the hospital, and they told them when I got there I'd be lucky if I lived for another couple of hours. Damn.
0: Um, you had no organ shutdowns during your injury?
1: No, I, I, one of my lungs like collapsed, mm-hmm. but no no organs. And uh, I guess I'll just say that I'm hard headed is one of the reasons why I'm still here. <laughs> well, the doctors told my parents, mm-hmm. the doctors told my parents because I was young and and, and, and the, in shape that I was in, mm-hmm. they told them that if there would have been anybody else, it would have killed them.
0: Oh, my God. How old were you at the time?
1: I just turned twenty-four, like a couple of weeks before I got. Oh yeah,
0: that's a good young, healthful body. Usually at twenty-four for most people, unless they're doing it wrong.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's crazy. That's a long time ago. And now, can I ask how old you are today?
1: I'm thirty-seven now. Thirty. Be be thirty-eight in April twenty-seventh. How do you
0: feel? Do you feel your age, or do you still feel like a young man?
1: Well, out my outward appearance keeps changing. I keep gaining weight and losing hair, and you get more <laughs> grays in my beard. You can see. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But I kind of, at heart, it's kind of funny. I don't know. I've I've seen mentioned where some people believe that the age that they get hurt at is kind of the age maturity level that they stay at. I don't know if that if you've ever heard that or not.
0: Uh, or I four. hope that's not true because I was fourteen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I felt that, but like, I still like, I see myself as like a young 24 year old still kind of some sometimes like I'm still young at heart.
0: Absolutely. I, I agree. There's something to that. I know there is because I was talking to a girl who got lost her leg at 14 and she's like, sometimes I still think I'm like 14 in my mind. And I'm like, yeah, I know you have, it sucks though. Cause you don't want to be immature.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: You don't want to, but there is something to it. I think maybe it's because you don't, you know, that was like being able-bodied and sometimes leaving that completely behind is so sad that that was your old self that sometimes you want to hold on to it maybe. And I don't know, there's something to it though. It's, it's weird. It's really
1: weird. I think, you know, I think one thing with me is too, is, you know, like friends, family, like I've got a younger brother, like, you know, they get married and they have, you know, like all my friends are married, they have kids and stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, I haven't went through that. Like I haven't went through that. I'm still, I'm still single. So like, you know, I still have that mentality from that age. Like I'm still going through the progression of like things that other people experience in their life.
0: I know. I feel the same way. I'm 42 and I have a, Beyonce, but I've never actually been married with children and and I do believe those things really do mature somebody. <laughs> My sister is six years younger than me and has kids and she's way more mature than me. I but there's nothing wrong with that. I think you can enjoy your, I know that Ryan Seacrest has no kids and he's not married. and He's 47. So, you know, you yeah. can, you can do you your, that stuff later on in your forties. I think you're okay. Yeah. 37 is pretty young. I thought that's, that's great. I wish I was still 37. You're lucky. Right? <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> I wish I was still 24.
0: (laughs) I know. One day, do you think they'll ever invent time travel in the
1: future? I don't know. But, you know, I've seen this question asked a lot of people, like, especially in wheelchairs, like, if you could go back in time, would you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like, to me, (laughs) if I could go back, you know, and warn myself. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people, I don't know, a lot of people say, well. Everything happened for a reason, and they've, you know, influenced people in a different way. Which those are are,
0: are paraplegics that don't need help or anything. You know, I swear to God. Those are the people that are like able to do everything and they have a great life. I mean, I'm like, dude, if you were like more limited, I doubt you would think that, I, but there are people though that have very severe sur- cervical injuries that I have heard say that as well. And I, and I find that interesting. Cause I'm like you, Kevin, I would for sure go back and say, don't do that. That's stupid. Yeah. Even though I'm glad I was able, I've been able to help people and make the best out of a bad situation. And, um, but, yeah, there's, I wouldn't recommend being paralyzed to anybody.
1: <laughs> I think the only difference, you know, the only difference is I do say to a lot of people that my injury has allowed me to meet people that I would have never met, you know, like wonderful therapists and just other people. You know, I, even, even in society when you're not injured, like, you don't really meet and get to know people in wheelchairs as much, I don't think. It's hard
0: unless you're working really. as an adaptive coach somewhere at a hospital or something like that. Or your friend's brother gets hurt and you happen to know that him. Yeah. But it's super very uncommon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you see somebody and you're like, man, that's terrible, whatever you know, whatever happens. Mm-hmm. So and you move on. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things too. I know um being paralyzed for as long as I have to, uh, I probably would be some woman with grandchildren living in a nice house somewhere and thinking my life was perfect but in, a, I think though with my situation I'm not too unhappy because uh you know you kind of try to make your best out of it and try to make a name for yourself I know that um I enjoy doing what I do but let's talk about what you've been doing though since your injury I know it's been almost what Twelve years. Have you have you just what have you been doing since your injury? I, I know it's been health stuff has been kind of bogging you down sometimes. I know you do some mouth painting.
1: Well, I've, mm. you know the funny thing is I, that's like something that I feel like I'm constantly doing. it's trying to find my purpose and find something to do. Mm-hmm. And you know I have done a little painting. I, fortunately, there's a there's a decent group of people. Around the area that I know they're paralyzed, uh-huh. and one guy in particular that I met, William Bird, he is a, a very, very good artist. That's also he's a quadriplegic. He can mm-hmm. use both of his he can use both of his arms and his hands. Okay, and uh, he you know he had one of the, he had the surgery in your wrist where you can grip things, and he he paints using a a cup. Okay. And drip paints on the canvas. Oh well. Wow. So I got, I got to hanging out with him. He was he had a nonprofit called Our Our, Our Artworks. Oh, cool. And uh, so people with disabilities could come and paint. Well, I just went there and hung out because I've never been artistic in my life, especially before my injury. Yeah. I was doing good drawing a stick man <laughs> with, with the legs even. That's what I always tell people like. So, I hung out with them, and, (laughs) uh, you know, I I only Mm -hmm. have a limited, I have a limited use of my, in my left arm.
0: Yeah.
1: And I I can't use my hands, but, uh, like, I I have this, this is how I do my water. I have a camel pack. Cool. Yeah. But, so, I would just hang out. I didn't think, you know, think much about art. I I have this mouse stick that I use. Mm Mm-hmm. To control my phone with, so cool, yeah. Finally, I decided one day he was like, "You can't." He was really messing with me. He said, "Look, you can't keep coming up here and hanging out if you're not going to try to paint." <laughs> and so, my, finally, I did. I finally, I, I got the idea. I just, I got my mouse stick. I taped a paintbrush to it. And I painted, yeah. it. and uh, my first painting was just terrible. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> Like, what was it? Well, I painted a I painted a picture of a uh it was a tree and some birds, and the birds were just like the M shape, you know, and the tree, it was just like, you know, the sun in the corner. You know, when you're a kid, you draw a sun in the corner, you <laughs> oh, know, yeah. you just do the little circle. And the in the
0: clouds.
1: Yeah, in the clouds, <laughs> and you get little little rays coming off the sun. You know, just <laughs> something real simple. So that's what it was. A, you know, compared to other stuff that I saw and other people doing, it was just like, you know, kids, kids drawing. Right. So I wasn't very excited about that. So <laughs> I saw what he was doing with the drip paint. Yeah. So I decided to, so I come up with the idea to uh, use the paintbrush and poke a hole through a cup and hold the cup with my, and with my mouse stick. Cool. And I started dripping paint out of the cup on the canvas. Oh. Now so, can you yeah. say,
0: what's drip paint? Is it just like the art of the drips coming down, right?
1: Okay, you know, uh basically he learned this style from Jackson Pollock. Yep, yep. You just throw, you know, you just kind of throw paint onto the canvas. <laughs> well, so the drip painting, you just you you can mix mix your colors in a cup mm-hmm. and you're just you're just pouring out of the cup onto a canvas. Well, since I can't hold the cup in my hand, I just figured out a way to, you know, get my mouse stick and, and poke the hole through the cup that way.
0: Awesome. Did. That sounds cool. you have to look at yourself. All right. Well, that's cool. So what happened after you started doing the drip paint?
1: Well, I did that and uh, I was doing some canvas work with that. And okay. I, I, I mean, I, I was decent. Yeah. I didn't consider I didn't... myself. I didn't consider myself great, but nobody really uh, nobody really bought any of my stuff.
0: Mm. So
1: I was in Hobby Lobby one day, and I got my inspiration for a lot of my paintings off of pictures that I took and just stuff that I saw. Yeah, like uh, I'd see a butterfly outside one day, and so I painted a butterfly on canvas. Cool. Uh, there was a I had taken a picture before I got hurt of the sun setting over the ocean. On a, uh, on a cruise that I've been on nice, I so, I, so I painted a sunset over the ocean, and I realized like nobody really like I thought they were decent, but nobody really bought the canvas work and and when I was in hobby Lobby one day i was I was looking around for inspiration, yeah. and they got all this they got all this metal pieces in there, like metal butterflies, stars, trees. There's so much metal stuff, and I was like, I I could do a tree. I could paint this and that. You know, maybe I could like lay this down and do an outline of it. Cool. But then I decided, I was like, well, all these metals are just bare metals. Why don't I just buy the piece? And I drip painted onto the bell piece.
0: Nice. Onto the actual piece. Cool. Yes.
1: So I started doing that, and people loved it. So So I started doing that. So, you know, selling those pieces and people absolutely
0: love things. That's awesome. Now, do you have a a website or an Etsy account or a place people can see your stuff?
1: I I just always posted my stuff on my personal Facebook when I was finishing. Yeah,
0: okay. Well, you should create an Etsy account while you're bored one day. I'll come check it out. You should do that. People will see your stuff from all over the world and maybe buy from you. You know?
1: It has been neat because I've I've had people. I have shipped my work around because I've had like some of my former therapists when I when I went to Atlanta, cool, uh, Atlanta, Georgia. I went to Shepherd Center. That's where I did all my rehab. Mm-hmm. So I've had therapists uh, buy my pieces from there. That's so
0: awesome. I've got
1: pieces in Atlanta. And, uh, people that I've met somehow or the other in different places in the country. Love
0: that. Well, that sounds. I'm really glad. You found an artistic outlet, I think, after a spinal cord injury. That's helpful. Um, So let's talk about the issue that we were talking about just a couple days ago with COVID and everything. Caregiving, (laughs) which is something that's already difficult before COVID, getting yourself staffed and everything. And I know you need care in the morning and at night, right, with your abilities. Can you be alone during the day, by the way?
1: Yeah, I mean, basically, like right now, my mom's at home. Mm-hmm. but I'm pretty pretty much during the day, yes, I can stay here. I'm, I'm like the the room that I'm in that you mm-hmm. see, we built a room onto my house.
0: Nice, nice. And
1: that's my bed, My basically like a living area with my cool. TV. Okay. I've got a big, the door back behind me yeah. is a big roll-in shower. Oh, nice. And I don't know, I think you can see on the video too, I've got a ceiling left. Yeah, There's, I can see it. It goes anywhere in my room, but my whole room is—I uh, can voice control everything. Cool. I've got a uh, right here on the other side. You can't see this door. Go outside. I've got a automatic door opener. No way. And I've got a—I've got a button like this green button on the side of my chair right here. Nice. I just, just press. I can press it. and Open the door. Okay. So, and then you can go
0: right outside if you want to take some food. Yeah, air. Yeah, yeah.
1: So if I, I mean, if anything happened, you know, I could get outside out of the house if something happened. So.
0: That's really nice. I'm on the third. I would love to be on the ground floor. I'm not. on I live in a, a building that's up high. So you're you're really smart. Do you have any dogs or anything like that?
1: I do. I've got a little. We have a little white car interior. Okay. Cool. Or no, no, I, he's not. A, he's a he's a Westie. I had a car interior before. He passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I got hurt. We had him before I was hurt. And then I got hurt and he he passed away several years ago. I'm sorry. And is that's
0: handy, though, to have a door like that. If you had a, a service animal, you could just let him in and out right there. It's still, that's nice.
1: Yes, our, our new dog is not well enough trained to let him go <laughs> out. He, he likes to run off. I know. But I'm My, my other dog would come in here. He would, he would scratch on the door when he needed to go to the bathroom. Gosh, and I would yeah. prop the door open and let him go out. And he was he was good enough that he would go out and do whatever he had to do. And mm-hmm. when he wanted back in, he would come and scratch on the outside of my door. <laughs> and I'd pop the door open for him and he'd come back in. It was it was great. Oh
0: you should get another dog, like a big dog. Like a rescue dog.
1: Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. you know, when I was when I was a police officer, I would go and train with some of the canine officers and they had we had uh Laws. We didn't have the German Shepherd. Oh, cool. We had uh, we had a Ballin Law, and I, I actually let them, I went out there and put on the bite sleeve and let them chase down and bite me a few times.
0: <laughs> I've seen that the Minnesota State Fair, they'll demonstrate the canines at the fair. It's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: That's those awesome. Dogs, right those dogs are so intelligent, and they would be, I think they would be great. They would probably be great service animals. They service would be amazing service dogs. dogs. Are
0: you kidding me? You're that's awesome that you have a dog like that well if you ever consider having a dog just think about me I wish I could have that door you're lucky okay so do you mind telling me a little bit about before COVID about how you were staffing yourself and how it's changed because I know your mom helps out a lot did you have more caregivers though before COVID?
1: Yes before COVID I I had you know a couple of different I had a couple of different people that would come to help me through the day
0: Okay. And then okay.
1: at night, I paid out of pocket to have somebody come and put me to bed.
0: Why would you have to do that?
1: Well, we only only had a certain amount of hours. Okay. And okay. it was just honestly like just paying them cash and not having to sign them up. Like I we uh, we pay people through uh, the way it works is I mm-hmm. work through the Mississippi Department of Rehab Services. Yep. Yep. And so our job is we hire, we do the hiring and firing of anybody yep. that works with me and they, they pay. So, okay. And yeah, before COVID there wasn't, I didn't really have that many problems, you know, finding yeah. people, finding help.
0: Well, how where did you find your people? Did you go online or did you have your, did you have an agency that would send you people?
1: Well, actually no, like it was just, uh, friends of the family would spread the word or through, nice. Facebook, okay. through Facebook, and I'd have people show up, and, you know, we would interview, and then it was just, you know, just uh, work, you know, it'd work out that way. It always, you know, if I had somebody quit, then it'd be somebody that hey, we worked with them, everything was fine, but I need, I'm doing this right, now. right.
0: So, you must have had some older people in your neighborhood, you live in a small town, so with COVID. You just found it very hard because people were, I mean, people have been afraid for years now to leave their homes. Is that what you found though?
1: Well, really the, one of the biggest issues is uh, a lot of people realize that if they're going to be working during a pandemic, that they should be making more money. You know, if you're going to put your life on the risk to go do anything, work at a restaurant, yeah or anything. Uh, you know, I un- un- totally understandable. I-, I should be getting paid more, you know. So
0: they do not pay people enough. What's the hourly wage for Mississippi people? The
1: hourly wage for Mississippi is nine dollars and fifty cents. Oh wow.
0: But it's and like it's... we
1: had a discussion discussion on Facebook the other day. Like I'm sitting there and there's a commercial comes on and there's starting pay at Starbucks <laughs> is sixteen dollars an hour. And so that's almost double. Mm-hmm of what you're getting paid to be a PCA and yeah. you know, there's things, you know, that's coming to like, help me with a shower, bathing, brushing my teeth. You know, would you rather make a cup of coffee or come help somebody give their bath? You know, some, it's just, I, know. I mean, it it twice the money is hard to convince people to, I mean, it's not an easy job in appreciate it. No, it's
0: not. It's not, especially when you're hands-on care, like a quad and you're a full-grown man. So, you know, you gotta be strong too, to help you. I mean, there's all these things involved. I know. I feel like in Minnesota, we have $13 an hour, right? And it's very hard yeah. even up, up here. It's not even enough because you see signs for Walmart or McDonald's and they pay at least three more bucks an hour. And yeah. it's, re- it's really, really hard anywhere in the country right now, but- so
1: well, um yeah. Cost of living is probably a lot more in Minneapolis than it is in Mississippi too, I'm sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Rent here for a typical like one bedroom is over a thousand, right? Stupid. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So oh, that's crazy.
0: I know. And um, but so when the coronavirus first started and you had some PCAs, was it like they just said, Hey, I can't come, I'm too afraid, or what was what happened exactly when it first started?
1: Well, uh, actually, unfortunately, right whenever COVID started, I had to let go of one of my one of my PCAs. Okay. And then so I had a previous girl that come to fill in. She had she had already left and was doing another job. Mm-hmm. And but she said I can come help you fill in until you find somebody new. Well, the problem was she come to help you know for a certain amount of time, and and it was like we couldn't find anybody after after COVID. It was just. That, that was the problem. We had her, and that was it. Eventually, mm-hmm. you know, I'll just say, uh, you know, she had four girls, mm-hmm. and uh, she lived about an hour away, so she was driving an hour, and it, it just wasn't enough money to no, you, know, you can't take care of your family. And she was a single mom, you know, you can't take care of your family, no. on this pay. And, and we did it, and we, we, you know, we would help out like. We give her gas money and every and other stuff like that. But then eventually she had to. Uh, she's like, uh, I've got to, I got to start, you know, work closer to home and.
0: Uh huh. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, well, do another job. She just had to find another job with better pay. So, That's yeah. really tough,
0: and you live it's, in a small town, right? Which makes it harder.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it is a small. It's a decent sized town for Mississippi, though. Oh okay. Okay. So, but I live like. Like a mile outside of the city limits. hmm uh-huh,
0: uh-huh.
1: so It's in the county, but I mean, we're you yeah, right outside. It's a decent sized city. Mississippi is not probably what you think in your mind when you think about Mississippi I'm sure like a little little small town.
0: <laughs> well, have you ever thought about moving to a state that would give you a lot more hours and support?
1: <sighs> well thing is I've been very fortunate with my family like I live at home and uh-huh. Uh-huh. I live with my parents and you know we built this room under the house and I've got you know I'm really like I'm really blessed I'm really yep. I'm really spoiled to be honest with you yeah and, you know I've got all you know and the other thing too is uh, the Mississippi Department of Rehab like this was something that was kind of ironic After after I had my spinal cord injury Mm-hmm. Mississippi has a spinal cord injury trust fund. Oh, okay, and, yeah. And you have, like, $30,000 automatically to spend money on, like, whatever you need. Like, they they paid for my ceiling lift in my room. Oh, wow. They, like, mm-hmm. they paid to, uh, I, the ramp that goes into my room outside.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, they, they paid that.
0: That's they nice.
1: Paid, they paid for the automatic door opener. Wow. Uh, they um paid to have my van van modified.
0: No way. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. so tons of
1: money. I mean there's a lot of great things about you know about the department of rehab. I don't want to make it look bad just because it's the paid. They don't really the people there don't really control that. You know, that's more probably like the state, Senate, and Congress. Oh mm, it
0: is. It is. I know, I know it. So someone of your ability like <laughs> You see how much I can move? I can move both my sure. arms, by the way. I get 11 hours a day, by the way. And I, it's crazy. So I'm just saying, like, you, if you ever wanted to move to Minnesota, you would be set, just so you know, uh, FYI. Because well, one day your parents may not be there. And I, I hate to say that, but if that ever happens, just come to Minnesota. <laughs>
1: well, I can tell you, I
0: hate the cold weather. <laughs> hey, global warming. It, it was. It, we had wildfires for the first time last summer. It was super hot. But yeah, I know it's just, I I know, I knew a guy once that broke his neck. He lived in Georgia and he was full care. He has oxygen and a respirator. It was sad. But he moved to Minnesota because he couldn't even get that much help. And he'd end up in a nursing home if he had stayed in Georgia. Right. But um, at least, you know, um, they provide you a certain amount of hours every day.
1: I just, so your mom was doing. Well, we have 10, I get 10 hours a day. I just can't, I, I just need to find somebody to fill. Shit.
0: That is nuts, man. I so you get ten hours. That's all. That's pretty good. You think about? Yeah, it. I do. I do yeah. I get ten hours a day. So wow.
1: that's not the issue. It's just finding people. Wow. It's okay. Really to with now mm. because of this, just mm-hmm. because of disparity in pay. Yeah. Do you ever like
0: add a little extra to like, hey, I'll pay you a little more to bump yeah, up yeah. the? We,
1: you know, we'll try that, but there's only a certain amount of money that I can. Yeah. You know, Extra money that I have to do that. It's so things. hard.
0: I try to like pay it extra so they're getting like 20 bucks an hour. It's not easy.
1: Yeah. And I, not I easy. try to help out. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, you know, one of the things is I like, you know, when I have a PCA, I like to get out and go eat a lot and see that change during COVID. You know, I just, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and, you know, you're talking, you were asking about what I'm up to now. Really, to be honest with you, for the last couple of years, it's been different. Like, yeah. Stay at home Ugh. You know, in my room all the time like I've, oh my god I've, like,
0: like,
1: I've struggled with depression yeah I mean, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't really open up about that a lot because I don't know you know I'm just being a you're a tough child. guy right no, yeah you don't mm-hmm. you don't really let that but I mean I've literally had some really down to, like down days and it's it comes and goes I mean I'm good most of the time but then there's dark days you know and, that I have Like I even recently, like funny to admit this openly, like Mm -hmm. like I got so down recently that I felt like I was having a panic attack like that. Really? And even and then like I thought I was crying one night and I told my mom, like, you know, was -hmm. like just being in the house so much, I'm like, it's just so depressing. So we just got out and like rode around one day and like Mm -hmm. even just Yeah like, getting out, I started getting, like, for the first time in forever, it's kind of like anxiety getting out of
0: I know. I was like, oh, my God. No, do you just go out there, no mask, and just say, or are you pretty careful, or what, how, what's your, like, comfortability with COVID?
1: Well, that's the other thing. Like, I I got the vaccine. Mm-hmm. I got the first two shots, and then, mm-hmm. like, I thought, I, was, I thought that was good. I thought we were going to be good to go after that. <laughs> and then down. all these variants, mm-hmm. so, like, You know, Mm -hmm. there's so much misinformation that gets put out, too, about vaccine and stuff and deal with that. Like, I read that all the time. But there's so many people that talk about this is happening with people getting the vaccine. And, (laughs) like, what do you do? Like, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, really. I know it. But, Mm -hmm. But being comfortable, like, I'm fine. If I go out, even though I'm vaccinated, I'll wear a mask. Okay. But I don't like wearing a mask. I mean, I'll i wear it. Hate, I hate it. I'll I wear it inside, it. you know, when I'm around, you know, other people. Like, I like going to Best Buy because like, I'm big into tech. Nice. Yeah, like. me too. Mm-hmm. I love going in there, checking out new stuff. And, yeah. And just looking around. I always look around at things and being down before I buy anything. So.
0: It's fun just to get out. I'm the same way. I was complaining about it the other day. I'm like, I need to get out of this damn place. I'm here all day long, twenty four seven. It drives me crazy too. But and i was it, going and, to- it's,
1: and it's a big deal. It's like when you're, you then know, when you're out in public and you're like seeing people. It's like you're not meant to just be stuck inside. Like we're meant no. to be interacting with other people.
0: Aren't you going to any old Miss games or anything like that? Well, I
1: did do that. I did like 2020. I didn't go, and that was the first season. I didn't have season tickets since I've been injured, and since way before that too. Oh, I was no. going to games. So, and I mean, I really the only reason why I didn't go 2020. One reason is because they, you know, they were limited in ticket sales anyways. You,
0: right. You, know,
1: you could, you know, it was harder to get a ticket anyways. There weren't that many. And so, yeah, 2021 come around and I got the vaccine and I said, yeah, we're going back to football games. That's good. That's good. So I did did get to do that. And, you know, my brother, my brother takes me to the games and he's, he's, he got vaccinated. and So we felt, you know, we felt pretty comfortable doing that.
0: Well, I hope you can go to more this year. I hope so. You should try to go out and just to different restaurants. You ever just go try to new restaurants just to, if you're a food, I'm a foodie. I, sometimes if I don't have anywhere to go, I just try to find a new restaurant to go to. <laughs>
1: well, so that was the other thing about COVID that changed. I, I went when well, I had a PCA, too. Yeah, I go to eat lunch. I go out and eat lunch, like, every day.
0: Fun. Yeah.
1: And so I did that all the time. And, I, yeah, I've got, like, local spots that I hit open.
0: Right. Try yeah. New
1: pl- you know, try new places.
0: Oh, will your PCA help drive your van then?
1: Yeah, the PCA drove my van. You know, we'd go out. She, That's I cool. Know, mm-hmm. like I got to help. Uh, you know, they have to help me uh, eat and everything. Too. Yeah.
0: Well, I like that. You know, I know some people with PCAs and vans, they are, PCAs are afraid to drive the van for you or whatever. And I'm like, well, how are you going to get out? You know, sometimes you need a PCA that will drive your car, so...
1: Yeah, there's, uh, you know, it is funny because you do meet somebody and you have to put your life in their hands. You know, for, you don't know how well they drive. (sighs) Well,
0: you're funny. I hear your job.
1: That was kind of the case with an ex-girlfriend too. You know, you're dating somebody and, (laughs) you know, you just got to kind of put your life in their hands. I hope you know
0: how to drive a van. Do you have a minivan at least or a conversion van? Mm -hmm.
1: No. Yeah. Luckily I got a minivan and and it does a conversion, so. Nice. You know that's that's the other thing. Uh, the great, the other thing, you know, is I do. Ha- I have a ceiling lift, you know. So and I got a shower chair. So like a lot of the work that I that, that comes along with me is a lot easier because the equipment I have the minivan. I know. The, yeah. All, all I have to do for my minivan, all you have to do is hit a button. <laughs> you know, the ramp folds out. And I've, I've got the bolt underneath, and I lock in to the passenger thing you know side with the bolt.
0: Absolutely. And
1: it's easy. There's no there's no time down or anything. I
0: yeah. I love the easy works. For me to get out. You need to make a point point in getting out more. I hope you can find some. So is your mom doing your cares right now, like every day, your mother?
1: My mom does everything. So my mom mm-hmm. is like getting up, doing my shower every day and putting me to bed at night. And so it's just like That's the other thing, too. I guess I I, I wanted to bring up is they won't pay my mom. Like, my mom's doing everything. I've got 10 hours. My mom's like, mm -hmm. you know, my mom should be getting paid for doing this.
0: Absolutely. She should get paid. I don't like this law at all. I think it's a terrible law.
1: But yes, like, they won't, if it's a close family member, they won't pay. And I don't, you know,
0: I don't understand that.
1: If that's your only option, I mean, you know. But, you know, and I, I hate to say this as a slight to the people working there, but, you know, the whole time that I don't have a PCA, they're still getting paid for their job.
0: So, yeah, exactly. You know, mm-hmm.
1: As my counselor, you know, so how does that make sense? Let
0: me tell you something. That makes no sense at all. Just because someone happens to love you a little bit more and happens to share the same DNA, maybe a little bit, they can't get paid to help you. Don't get it. I don't get that at all. It makes no sense.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah, because yeah. i mean, I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because not everybody's that fortunate, anyways. And you know, you know, my, my mom's getting older. I mean, she can't do this forever. And she, no, you know, my, you know, my mom. Basically, luckily, we're fortunate enough. My mom, like, as soon as I got hurt, she's been by my side the whole time. She quit her job.
0: And, really? Oh,
1: and, yeah. So, angel. Like sometimes
0: some, some moms can't handle it really well it sounds like your mom's pretty tough
1: oh yeah she is mm-hmm. but you know like but I mean I'm so I'm that's one reason why I, like I don't I don't want to come off as complaining because I'm really blessed
0: don't worry you're but, not you're just talking about the same, yeah
1: but at the same time like I need I do need the help because you do need the help. I mean I, I don't I don't want my you know that's the other thing. I think that's one of the hardest things for me since I've been paralyzed is before I did everything by myself. I lived by myself. My my brother actually lived with me because where we lived was a college town. We we lived together through college. And then I started working as a police officer in the same town where I was, went to school. Yeah. And so we lived together. I did everything myself. I washed my clothes. I, I kept everything. I vacuumed. I did everything, you know all of that stuff, and uh, the hard to me the hardest part is asking people for help. Absolutely, like just I know, like it's so I, annoying to. Like an, another thing that's kind of funny is I'm kind of OCD, so I like to keep things clean. And like I look uh, at all this stuff, and I'm like, if I could just get up and do this, I would do it. Always. Oh, I know, it, yeah.
0: I know that. Yeah. That's annoying. I have, I have, I I'm an OCD too, and I can't clean my baseboards on my own anymore. It drives me crazy. I can wipe surfaces at my chair level, but I cannot get the baseboards, and I cannot get anyone to do them. Drives me crazy. It's not fair.
1: I have, <laughs> the one, the one thing is, one great thing is technology yeah. is advancing so much that has allowed people to become more independent. I mean, you might look into getting one of those robot. Uh, robot vacuum. You know, I have um, one.
0: I have a Roomba, but the Roomba is unable to wipe off my baseboards. I'm talking about the moldings, that really nice wood piece that goes right above yeah. the carpet. That, unfortunately, they didn't create another robot that can clean it. I got a Roomba for my carpet, and it's great. I love it. But yeah, I understand. That whole sit in your wheelchair and looking down and seeing things, I, I would do that. I'd go over there. I'd fix that. And the, Oh, my God. Drives me crazy, too drives me crazy. Sometimes you just gotta like, do you ever play like video games or anything to kind of like get your mind off stuff like that? You have to think about it sometimes.
1: Well, I find my, like a lot of times I've I've got games on my iPad, on my plastic. and I get so bored, I'm just like playing these games like uh, like way too much. Or, (laughs) you know, I've I've got, uh, uh-oh, hold My voice control on my computer, come on.
0: That's all right.
1: Yeah. It's like blocking your face right now because it pulled up a dictation box. Oh,
0: that sucks! That, I can still is. see you. <laughs> yeah, only,
1: <laughs> I've got this. Uh, okay, there we go. Is it good? All right, yeah, I, I've got this app on my iPad. This is mouse app, so I can control the mouse on the computer. Nice. So I just had to move that around. I used yeah, I used Dragon naturally speaking on my computer to control it thing. I, I absolutely love it.
0: That's awesome. I love Dragon. So um well I do hope that, you know, you could find some caregivers at some point in the near future. I feel like with these uh variants waning and I don't know, or maybe the world gets back to normal this year. But have you tried putting ads on like um where there's like you know, schools for medical people, that kind of thing, going to nursing?
1: Mainly, mainly, I'm just doing like I'll put it on Facebook, and I'll have like mm-hmm. this, that that sound I've got a ring doorbell that lets me know that somebody's walked by outside. Nice. <laughs> that sound was keeps mm-hmm. popping up. Cool. Uh, I think my mom's leaving or something. Maybe I think it's. Right.
0: I can let you go if you want.
1: No, no, no. I'm fine. I just. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. I think that must be what it is.
0: Okay. And I can
1: see her going up the,
0: okay. the driveway out the window. <laughs> what well, is it? Nice down in Mississippi at this time of year? How, how warm is it down there?
1: Well, today it's Mississippi. Uh, it can be eighty degrees one day and then thirty degrees next. It's so That's weird. Weird. Like today, it's nastiest rain. It's fifty-one as the high, and it's going to be down in the forties for the for the night.
0: That's not good. It's kind
1: of, no. A couple of days ago, it was like seventy-eight degrees, and you could go outside. Weird. It's always like that. It'll, it'll, it'll get really warm. Like we had a thunderstorm warning last night, and it was mm-hmm. in the seventies. Man, and then, then today, mm-hmm. then today, like the high is back to fifty. So,
0: you're really in a weird part of the country.
1: <laughs> yes, it would. It's. But, you know, finally, when summer comes around, it's super hot here. I think it's, it's hot. hot. So, so humid. It's Oof. a different kind of hot that people just, you have to be here to uh, understand it, really.
0: I'm afraid of that. So, <laughs> well, I think I'm going to let you go since I've left, kept you on here long enough. But I'm really helpful, or really glad, sorry, that you really shared your, your experiences right now with the whole PCAs thing. I think a lot of people out there can relate. And I don't know if we've really had some great solutions with our discussion, but at least we've put some, you know, shared a little spotlight on your particular problem. And I don't know if there's any solutions for, except for higher wages, but I hope that you do find some caregivers at some point this year,
1: Kevin. Well, I enjoyed the conversation. Yes. I think that's going to be the biggest issue is they're going to have to increase the pay. I mean, that's just, I don't really know any other, I mean, You know, I put it out on Facebook and I always have tons of people that share it. I have tons of people that will message me and say they're interested. And then I'll only have a few people show up to get the to get, you know, the uh, paperwork, the application to fill out. And then when they come and meet me and then I just have people that don't show back up or don't come back with application.
0: I that's happened to me so many times. No shows to interviews someone's out there though for you keep trying i wish i knew people in mississippi i'd send them your way but i don't know a single soul down there except you (laughs) but i yeah and by the way consider posting on care.com i use that website and even craigslist you might get someone you just try it yeah
1: we have we actually got a my mom did care.com one time we found somebody that way but you
0: know it's 30 bucks a month which sucks yeah but what? I did. I found someone recently on there, and I'm like, you know, it might be worth just for like a month to see. I don't know. What? You're a great yeah, guy, I'm and good. I know that the right person. As long as you just got to find some people that actually want to do some good in the world and don't want to make a buck,
1: you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're out there, I guess. I mean, I'm guessing the only other thing I can think of is maybe that, you know, you just have to find somebody, I don't know... I don't know if the A, like, maybe it's somebody that's just, like, a first-time job. Maybe I don't know.
0: Exactly.
1: And, you know, they, Out of high school. Um, yeah, something younger. But then at the same time, like, I hate to say this, like, some younger people don't want to work as hard, like, the, like older generations. So, Oh, no, they don't. There's a lot of, so many issues, there's really a lot of issues we didn't discuss about the PCA deal. It's, that's the problem, too. It's, like, it's getting harder to find people that want to work hard.
0: I'm hiring grandmas right now because they're the only ones that work hard and clean my house. Don't be asking them to, I, if I hire anyone under 25, they literally look at me and wait for me to tell them what to do. They don't even have the initiative to But by the way, that should be what? Yeah. Can I just do that for you? Like they never think that it's like, Oh, so, yeah, I hear you. It's annoying. Yeah. Those young people, man. It's like some of the parents, like, what are they doing wrong? I don't know, but get them off social media. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we didn't really do it. That's the other thing, too. It's, is, you know, even before COVID, it's hard to find good people at work as a PCA. Oh, it's yeah. A it's a difficult job to keep people in high. Like, so the COVID issue just made it worse. I mean, that's the only, that's really the thing is it just made it even harder. It made
0: an already shitty situation even worse. Yeah, Agree? yeah basically. It.
1: <laughs> so that's, I mean, like, that's the sad situation. It's <laughs> really, you know, we can talk about this issue. It's just, it's a difficult issue to solve. Like, that's the thing. It's just that's that's the main problem.
0: I need a robot PCA, like an Android yeah, PCA. Yeah, so I thought
1: about that. You know, the artificial <laughs> intelligence is coming yeah. out, and I see ro- robots doing more and more. And I'm thinking, you know, if that robot could just like get me up and wash me and you know, <laughs> I would buy one. I would go fund me for years. Yes.
0: Well, let's hope it happens one day in our lifetimes. That would be beautiful. But it was so good chatting with you. I love your talking to you and I love your accent. And I just ugh <laughs> one day I really want to come into Mississippi. And if I am in your town, I would love to
1: meet you. You're super cool. Yeah, come stay. I've I've got a spare bedroom in my house. Mm-hmm. I've, got a extra, I've got an extra bed in my room in here. So, That's the one
0: state I've been to—Louisiana, but never Mississippi. So,
1: I tell you, oh. you know what's funny? It's, it's funny. I'm watching Jeopardy the other day, and the guy he the guy had won two or three days in a row, mm-hmm. and it was so weird and random. Like he said he had been to 49 of the states, but the only state he hadn't been to was Mississippi, and I was thinking. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Like you <laughs> I would think like the one you had been Alaska. To maybe, yeah, Alaska, Hawaii. Like how, Hawaii. Did to, how did you come to Alabama, Tennessee? And you know, Louisiana, all around it. All it's around it. Around <laughs> it. That was I just thought that was a funny answer. So he said what he was gonna do afterwards was travel with his dad probably to Mississippi to knock that off of his list. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, that's cool.
0: Well, thanks again for joining me and I wish you luck with your PCA search and please keep me posted on how it goes. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. uh,